In a world full of misleading statistics, tons of jargon, and a wealth gap accelerating at a pace unseen for over 30 years, we are here to bring you light in the darkness. Wall Street for the streets. This is Ken Folks and Capital, the only finance podcast that will make you laugh, cry, and learn. Join us at the intersection of cash, capital, and culture. Hello, everyone. If you're new here, welcome. If this is your second time, welcome back. I am so excited to bring you the second episode of Kinfolks and Capital. If you are finding this podcast from any place other than SoundCloud or the homepage, uh, please visit kinfolksandcapital.com for all of the show notes. If this is your first episode, I encourage you to go back to episode one and get some really great info on the CARES Act and things that companies are doing if you are running into any type of payment issues. If you're back from the first episode, I have updated the show notes on my main website, which is kenfolksandcapital.com, to also include resources for those that are struggling with credit card payments. So bonus content (laughs) to everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy the show. So, who am I? My name is Fran. I currently work in investments, and my goal is to break down Wall Street for all the streets. Today, we are going to be talking about borrowing, saving, investing, and multiple streams of income. My goal is to provide resources for everyone, whether they are currently unemployed and looking for work, or if they've maxed out their 401k and are interested in other investment um, vehicles. Before I begin, I would like to send a shout out to Nikki B, Hannah, Lillis, Susanna, and Dan for this episode. They've either contributed questions or poked me into action, and so I'm very thankful for that type of support. If you want a shout out, then just ask the question. You can send questions to kenfolksandcapital at gmail.com. Or put them on the comment section under any of the episodes or look for the Kenfolks and Capital uh, Facebook group. So now let's get into it. I'd like to start by talking about debt. So if you heard on my uh, previous podcast when I kind of mentioned that I would be going into this, my original goal was to kind of talk about budgeting and saving and ways of cutting back. But instead, I decided to shift my focus a little bit and instead talk about building wealth. Now, one thing I will keep saying to people is that you cannot out earn bad spending habits, lifestyle inflation, keeping up with the Joneses, or I suppose in this case, the Kardashians will leave you broke and I say this with the caveat that there is a growing market for influencers so if you are interested in being a micro influencer then you should check uh, the show notes where there are a bunch of links that tell you how you can become one and market yourself at no cost Um, but 
The goal is to kind of think like the Kardashians from a business perspective and not necessarily think of um, like the Kardashians from a spending perspective. So anyhow, um, getting back on topic, maxing out your credit cards for non-essential items will put you down the path of financial ruin. Now, wait, I let me be clear and my worst Obama impression Uh, This is not a show about shaming people. I am not trying to make anyone feel bad. I am all about education. Um, And according to the NPR, the average working American pays about $2,000 yearly for borrowing. So there are a lot of people that are dealing with fees out there. And there's a sizable chunk of people that are actually paying way more um, based on their credits or issues that they may have occurred and this is kind of due to predatory lending practices and so I believe that having access to both capital and credit are extremely important uh you hear people say all the time that cash is king well I say that credit is a legion of foot soldiers and if you're trying to run an empire you need both a king and foot soldiers (laughs) So for the people who may not have access to traditional lenders like banks or credit cards, there have been uh, plenty of things thanks to technology that provide solutions for people that may need to access a small amount of their paycheck. Uh, There are apps like Dave and Earning that are good in a pinch if you're trying to get some cash and avoid high fees, which may help contribute to you being in a cycle of debt. For those who may need a little bit more money or something over a longer period of time, there are these things called uh, lending circles. Now, what is a lending circle? At the base level, it is essentially when a bunch of people pull their money together and people get a payout at different times. Now, these have been around for thousands of years. They exist in different cultures across the world, specifically for West Africans and Caribbeans, they call this product uh, a susu, and you can actually find a much better and longer explanations of susus uh, in the show notes, but I want to state that this is not a blessing loom. Again, this is not a blessing loom. Uh, Talking about blessing looms will require... A whole nother episode and a lot of um, a lot of patience but essentially um, susus have been around for a very long time it's just that back in the day your granny or whoever was the elder or responsible person that was running this could just drag someone by their ear to ensure that they paid their dues when they were supposed to now we have uh, FDIC insured institutions that can protect people and ensure that if someone that is a part of your group decides not to pay their share, you are still covered by some type of insurance. So FDIC insurance is essentially a guarantee that you will get your money back up to $250,000 um, regarding savings. Uh, there is a separate type of process for investing but this is specifically uh, savings accounts if you have more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars then you should have multiple accounts um i very seriously doubt anyone that has over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars 
and cash that they don't need to actually put to work is listening. But in the event that they are, hello, I'm glad that you are listening to my show. Uh, so uh, you should probably be doing something with that cash. So I would encourage anyone, regardless of their net worth, to think about utilizing a high yield savings accounts. So prior to the last recessions, savings accounts paid way more. Uh, but realistically, it's a very small thing to do in terms of putting your money in a savings account to earn a little interest as opposed to just leaving it in a place where it's making you practically nothing. And if you are trying to figure out what savings account is right for you, then I would encourage you to look uh, in the links below where you can see a bunch of different savings accounts based on the amount that is required to deposit uh, the minimum amount and what the current rates are. And this changes over time, uh, but it's best to just kind of find a company that you vibe with. If you are having issues with savings, so let's say you um, you already have a savings account or a checking account, but there's nothing in there because you, for whatever reason, are just, it's, it's something that you kind of have an issue with. So I also have included a bunch of different savings apps that are provided. Uh, I personally use Capital. I've been using Capital for over three years. If you are interested in signing up for Capital, I have a referral code that is listed in the show notes and you'll get $25 and I'll get $25, but there's not really any pressure. You'll see the other savings accounts are listed before that. So you can kind of make your own decision on what works for you. So we're going to get into the thing where I'm sure 90% of the people are listening for uh, a second stream of income, cash money, dollar bills, y'all. Um, so my inspiration for this particular episode was based off someone asking me, how do you think about retirement when the future of the economy is um, or, or the economy is experiencing a downturn or there, or in the future you're expecting a downturn. And so I think the simplest answer to that question is just have more money. And I know that, you know, <laughs> that probably sounds very mm, blase, but I mean, ultimately the only reason why you would worry about a downturn is if you know you're not necessarily where you would like to be so i have provided a ton of resources and we're just going to talk about different ways of generating income and finding side hustles and all that stuff but before i get into that i have you know in my notes that i just want people to know that it is okay to be afraid or feel anxious or uncertain about the future because we're living in very interesting times to say the least but you don't have to let your feelings or your fear paralyze you i'm going to be here to answer questions to the best of my knowledge i will put in the research and we'll all walk through this and get through this together 
how do you get more money? Uh, traditionally, there it's taught that there are two uh, streams of income, active and passive. Uh, active requires you to constantly do something. For example, uh, things that generate active income include having a job, selling items or services, consulting, anything where you get paid once for doing something falls into this category. Passive income comes from things that generate money without you having to constantly do something. So an example of this would be investing in stocks or bonds, receiving royalties from artworks or books, uh, recurring sales from some type of e-product or course or a guide that you have created. As much research as I've done, so this is kind of when I have looked through hundreds and very easily over a thousand uh, different sources at this point. Uh, I don't really see anyone categorizing things by one time versus reoccurring uh, income. So, you know, feel free to quote Fran, me, myself, me, myself, and I on this because I actually think that this distinction in some ways is more important than the active versus passive mindset. And my opinion on this is because, you know, a passive stream of income doesn't necessarily mean that it's reoccurring and an active doesn't necessarily mean that it's one time. So, for example, uh, a job in which you have a contract may be an, an active uh, form of income. But depending on the terms of your employment or your contract, it can count as recurring because it's something that you'll be getting on a steady basis. And reoccurring incomes are important because they provide some form of flexibility. At the same time, selling items, if you only have a few items and haven't turned it into business, is both an active form of income and a one-time form of income. So this is kind of why I decided to make my own personal distinction of reoccurring versus um, one time as opposed to just active and passive. Uh, there are tons of research on active versus passive, but you, again, don't really see anything talking about recurring versus one time. And as mentioned before, I think reoccurring is uh, important because it gives you a base for stability and one-time sources can kind of help you um, boost your income towards uh, becoming more comfortable. So there is this stability where you kind of know where things are going and there's this level of comfort where um, you aren't worried about things as much as you would be if they were just stable. So if the boat gets rocked, you're not necessarily disturbed by it. Now, it is not lost on me that we are in very uncertain times and some formerly recurring streams of income, aka jobs, were wiped away during COVID shutdown. Uh, that's why I put together a list of virtual salary jobs that can be found below. If you scroll down to the list, um, under the header virtual jobs, you can find links to some major job boards and it'll just take you directly to the opportunities that are um, virtual roles. Additionally, underneath that, there is a Google Doc that gets updated constantly with remote jobs 
And as of early May, there are over 1,700 open remote positions. Now, I wish I could credit the creator, uh, but unfortunately, I lost the source. As I mentioned before, I've looked at probably over a thousand links at this point. And so I and in doing so, I have to kind of do a lot of research and see if I feel comfortable providing this information with you guys uh, because I'm viewing my listeners kind of as my family and I want to make sure that I don't provide you with anything that I wouldn't trust my family with, especially because they're listening to. Um, but even so, uh, I just want you to know whenever I am doing an episode, it starts with a lot of research and I literally will create the resource pages before I even start recording. My goal is to just really think about my listeners as an extension of my family. And I ultimately want to get people to a point of stability. And I don't think that in order to do that, you have to necessarily risk a lot of money. I know and trying not to get too passionate about this. I know that there are a lot of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media things that you're using uh, ads that are just marketing the latest get rich quick scheme. And I personally find it very frustrating. And I see so much bad financial information out there that I just kind of want to bang my head against a wall. And if there's something that sounds like it's too good to be true, y'all, it probably is. And even when you see things that are being marketed by millionaires or like really quote unquote wealthy people, you should still question that because um, a celebrity with a million followers, uh, and this isn't necessarily me calling out any particular influencer, so I don't need them coming after me. Thank you very much. But if there's like a celebrity with a million followers or something and they are able to just sell to 0.1% of their followers some type of get rich product that costs ten thousand dollars then they've just made ten million dollars right there and it didn't necessarily have anything to do with whatever item that they're saying that this is how they got rich from like i see it happen all the time yes i'm gonna show you how to build a business i have all this money well all the money that they're making is coming from the people that are learning how to build the business and i'm not saying this to to just automatically disqualify everything i believe that there are absolutely some legitimate things out there that do require larger investments but i just want you to always do your research and when you're doing your research research with a clear head um try to keep your emotions and the dreams of owning a yacht out of your head and just really sit and think about what people motivations are um I'll keep it 100. I am not rich. Uh, Not even close. I am comfortable. And I do spend a lot of time with people that have the type of income that I hope to either obtain or surpass. And so that's kind of where a lot of my base of knowledge comes from. But, you know, I'm not out here to try to give you things that I think will put you in a bad position because it benefits me. Uh, will any of the advice I give you make you rich? 
possibly, but highly unlikely. My goal is to give people the tools that are necessary to create comfort. So what I mean by this is that, you know, people are taking vacations or going to the doctors or feeding their families really nice meals or buying that one gadget that they've been looking at for five years or sending their kids to college and not having to have these panic egg like anxiety ridden moments where they just wonder you know what's going to happen after they spend this um so you know my bad I went on a slight tangent but back to the money uh in addition to working for other people you can work for yourself The easiest thing you can do in terms of working for yourself is just selling stuff. Even if you don't feel like Marie Kondoing your apartment or your house and getting rid of everything, you can still, you know, sell little things. Um, I'm willing to bet that you have at least one item that you can sell right now for cash. Maybe it's clothing. Maybe it's that third crock pot calling myself out here. Um... (laughs) Maybe it's a random closet in your home. Uh, I did a bunch of research and was amazed at how many places there are to get rid of things. You got an old phone? Sell it. You have a bunch of random cardboard boxes? You can sell them. Never use that box. (laughs) Never use that bike that you had uh, bought for exercise. Um, Fine. Uh, Sell it. Convinced that you may one day actually use it for exercise, eh, well, then you can rent it. So it is actually possible to rent items like bikes, clothing, cameras, like even um, even your car on a variety of different websites if you don't want to actually or you can't actually get rid of them permanently and you can just check the links for things based on whether or not you're looking to sell or whether you're looking to rent um maybe you have absolutely nothing of value in terms of physical things and you live in transient housing or you don't have housing at all well then there is your body and in this case i'm actually referring to clinical trials or mock juries and while some people may find the thought of clinical trials unsavory or scary I actually did a lot of clinical trials back when I was in between jobs after college some of them were actually fun uh and bonus there are links for them too so you don't have to deal with the horror of wondering wondering if you know you show up and you're going to get murdered because you found these jobs off Craigslist. And yes, that is absolutely based on real life experiences. And one day maybe I will talk about them. But for now, I'm going to keep it moving because there's still a lot of things to get through. Now, maybe you're an artist and you want to create something. Well, you can sell your art through print on demand sites, which are uh, websites that are made for things to be uh printed on demand as they say and ultimately they cause zero investment other than your time initially so if you have an artistic flair but no capital these are meant for you um now speaking of investments um There are 
plenty of things that you can invest in thanks to uh, the Jobs Act in 2012. Uh, It was essentially a way to help small businesses get more capital and it actually just ended up opening the world of investing to uh, the average everyday investor tremendously. Uh, For some reason, it's not widely talked about, but now in addition to traditional stocks and bonds that people do um, invest in, there is a much greater access to uh, investing in things like loans and real estate. In the past, a lot of these investment opportunities were just for uh, very wealthy or accredited investors. And now um, people that don't have as much capital are able to get into these types of um, income producing opportunities. And for many of the links, and I was kind of very deliberate about the ones that I chose, um, you can invest with less than $25. So it's really a much lower uh, barrier to entry. Now... One thing I will always tell people to do is research. Um, Never, ever, 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 ever invest in anything you don't understand to at least a basic level. Um, Once you have a basic understanding, then I have like three things that I kind of encourage people to think about. And that is consider your investment horizon uh, your capital that uh, is available to risk, and the ultimate goals. So what do I mean by those three things? Well, your investment horizon, you need to consider when exactly you expect to get your money back. Are you getting a steady set of income or are you getting lumpy sets? Uh, how much capital do you have to risk? Well, How much money can you safely risk? Do you have an adequate savings amount? Are you basically betting betting it all on black? Um, Do you have a savings buffer? Uh, How liquid is the asset? How, or rather like if you need to sell it. So liquid liquid is essentially saying how quickly quickly you can turn it into cash. Um, What are your options if you need to sell? Uh, is there a market for that or is it going to be very difficult? Those are things to consider. Um, what are the potential sources of loss? So are you looking at losing a big chunk? Are you looking at losing interest? Uh, these are things to consider. And then finally, your goals. So what type of return do you want? Are you a conservative or an aggressive investor? Uh, what are your expectations for the products that you're investing in? So there are investment funds that are dedicated to things like the environment. There's also a growing field called impact investing. So if you essentially have some type of cause that you're interested in, um, some type of cause that you're interested in contributing to, you can find companies that are working on that particular area. Now, some of these investments are clearly more risky than the others. And I just want you all to kind of take uh, a bit of time to think about the overall economy and the interconnectedness of it all. So if you're looking at investing in one type of product, just kind of 
think about the time horizon and all the things I mentioned others like um before in relation to what's kind of going on in general and use that to kind of help you when you're figuring out how much you want to invest okay so that concludes my second episode I know that it's a lot I really tried to trim it down without making it sound like I was reading off a fact sheet where do this, do this, do this, do do this. And I hope that, you know, it was mildly entertaining. So to recap, um, if you are broke and you need to borrow, try to avoid payday payday loans. Um, Look for alternative sources. You can find those in the links. If you need to find a job, there are a bunch of virtual jobs um, that only require you, you know, having access to a laptop or even in some cases a phone um i mentioned or i forgot to mention earlier that contact tracing is going to be one of the new job markets for people and depending on where you are those roles can pay uh, up to 60k which is a, a pretty nice chunk of change um so yeah this is my second episode if you want to connect with me uh feel free to send me an email at kenfolksandcapital at gmail.com you also have the option of joining the kenfolks and capital facebook group and finally please feel free to leave a comment in any of the particular um, um, show notes or episode pages so you know thank you for listening so much and i hope to see